Welcome to Sold Out Sports Talk with your host, Roman Gabriel III. Up-close conversations with high-impact personalities from the world of sports and entertainment. Follow Roman on Twitter and Facebook at RomanGabriel3. This is a best-of edition of Sold Out Sports Talk. Today's show will feature interviews with Super Bowl champ and CBS college football analyst Spencer Tillman and actor Michael Chiklis of The Commish and The Shield. Now, here's Roman Gabriel III. Welcome back to Sold Out Sports Talk on AFR Talk. Super Bowl 50, that's right, not with a Roman numeral, but with a number. <laughs> we probably figure we'll see 100. I don't know if I'll be here for that, but uh, maybe Tom Brady might. He might be starting in 50 years. But guest coming in with us, good friend of this show, uh, does a great job with CBS, college football, professional football. More importantly, he's got so many great things going off the field, and we're going to talk about that today. Spencer Tillman and with Spencer, how are you, buddy? I don't mean to brag, but I'm doing pretty good. I am blessed beyond measure, Roman. Good to see your smiling face. You know, man. I was. You know what? One of the great things about this week is it's like an old home week. I love uh-huh. seeing so many of our good friends that are here, and um, just blessed. Of course, we had the opportunity. You and I have talked about this about uh, the Faith Sports Network, about Faith, Family, and Sports, right. and we're so excited that you're one of our first guests. Um, we've been talking to you about this network, and um, we've had so much great feedback from around the country about, you know, men and women that want to see what it's all about inside. Uh, yeah. off the field well that's really it's encouraging and you guys are doing such great work and that sounds so cliche but you know i do a lot of work with gallup studying as a result of their you know world poll 75 year world poll and i'm intrigued by the domestic part of it because despite the fact that we have so much there's a lot of unrest and trepidation in the hearts and minds of people and unless we find solutions and we all know it's spiritual before mm-hmm. anything else uh, people are having a very difficult time adhering to what the scripture says about being anxious for nothing but in everything through prayer and supplication with thanksgiving let our requests be made known to god and the peace that surpasses all understanding should guard our hearts and mind and it will but the fact of the matter is uh, fewer people are turning to it with that understanding of the role that faith plays in our lives to the extent that they're going to get those kind of results and outcomes. So the, the role that you're playing and your network, I mean, the, the, is God's work. Well, I'm excited about it. We were with a friend of yours, uh, James Brown, on Monday. And JB, uh, you know, JB's the only guy I know that when you can get him for a press conference, he wants to talk about spiritual things. How's that? So cool. we were talking, and um, and I asked him, I said, how, you know, how does it play out? And you know this, being in the business. We've talked about this before, about, you know, how do you let your light shine being in the media, being out front, yeah. and in sports? Yeah. And he said something really interesting to me. He said, you know, he goes, one of the things that I think about, you know, is that God says that we should do our work hardly as not to man, but to God. Yeah. And we should do it with all of our hearts. Sure. And he said, when we do that for our bosses, then we get rewarded mm-hmm. because we make them look good and we do the job the way that we need to do it. And that shines on God, but it also lets them know that we're exemplary in what we do and what we believe plays itself out in real life. That's so rich. You know, our gifts do make room for us. And and I can't think of a more important audience than an audience of one to play them out at the highest levels possible. And so, yeah, we, we do make our, look, our, our bosses look good when we perform exceptionally well. But that's what Christ calls for all of us to do uh, as unto the Lord. You know, so um, that our bosses benefit from it. I have an old broadcast partner, Tim Brando, who I've been reunited with over at Fox now. Uh, he has an old saying that, uh, you know, you're longevity in this business is tied directly to the credit that the person who hired you is able to take. <laughs> you know? Exactly. So, so, and there's truth to that. But the bottom line is you're excellent, not because of that person that hired you, but because you're playing to a higher standard, even above them. You're gracious for the opportunity and appreciate it, but they're not the reason why you're doing what you're doing. You know, I wanted to talk about somebody that you and I both know uh, that's been 
an incredible, incredible example, not only in football, in covering football. You're, you're, who are we pointing at over there? Solomon Wilcox. Solomon Wilcox. Keep talking. Yeah, baby. I just wanted to say hi to Solly. I'm sorry for breaking up Roma's deal. Hey, yeah. Hey, how are you? Beautiful lady. She's, she's like, who? She's like, who is that pointing at me? <laughs> I said, no, I'm pointing at Solly. <laughs> oh my! Sorry, we, good, that's okay Cheryl, though. Good to see you. This was all about Solomon. It was it, unscripted. It's live TV. We're having fun. <laughs> Solomon Wilcox. That, that's a great man us. right yes. there too. Yes, great very man. much so. Great man. I wanted to talk about another great man, Chris Mortensen, a friend oh, of ours, a colleague of ours. Chris, so many years has been the example of like James yourself. Mm-hmm. You know that that faith-based guy who does it great, who yeah. who lives it. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's going through a, a, a fight with four-stage uh, yeah. you know, uh, throat cancer, and mm-hmm. we've been praying for him. I sent him a note on email the other day. And, well, I just wanted to shout out Spencer because yeah, he's been a guy who's been such a professional. He's been such incredible to this business. And it's always been there for me mm-hmm. and to young people that wanted help in the business. Yeah, I, I appreciate him so much. I've done events with him before as part of the, 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 the In the Zone series. And, uh, you know, one of the things about his heart, when you in his presence, you can sense and you tell this when he tells his story about how he came to know the Lord through his wife and people that prayed for him, they got him to that point where he was able to to engage uh, and be aware of the fact that there were people so concerned that he had a whole community, a body praying for him. That was a powerful moment to watch him be moved to tears. And I remember just like it was just yesterday, I can hear his voice saying it. So I just sent a shout out to him as well and let, the, let him know that the Lord's word is true, that uh, he will perfect those things which concern us and that he watches over his word to see it through. And again, uh, above all, he gives us the courage to endure in, in no matter what the circumstances are. So be encouraged, my friend. Spencer Tillman with us, CBS. And uh, Spencer, tell me, uh, your season ends for college football. And what what do you, for fans that are out there looking for you out there, how do they find you and how uh, what are you doing now well, during I'm pretty, this time of year? I, Roman, I'm pretty active on Twitter, but, you know, it's really in conjunction to what we're doing. The, the season. And college football never really ends. Uh, I work for the Houston Texans of the NFL, and that's a kind of a year-round thing as well. Uh, so you can catch me there on Texans TV and some of the things that we do with them. But mainly it's with the Lombardi Awards. You know, we purchased the rights to that uh, several years ago, and we're, we're really taking it to another level altogether. Uh, we see it as an end-to-end marketing solution, but more importantly, we see it as a platform to propagate the most enduring value of Lombardi, and that's his leadership. Nothing significant happens without highly effective leaders. And so we want to propagate that. Everybody knows the Lombardi brand as it relates to the NFL. But most people don't know that he got his start at St. Cecilia High School, Mm. uh, Fordham College at the Military Academy. He was in those capacities longer than he was even an NFL coach. So when we start to look at his legacy, it's one of leadership. And we believe that 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 attribute is something that this nation needs. Matter of fact, we know it. The data tells us that. Um, it's, it's, it's conclusive. So we, we want to propagate that and around how, the nation. How will you connect this with young people? We talked about the tell how, tell me the overall, I know a lot of people think, well, how will this Lombardi Award affect yeah. people? Well, what we're going to do is broaden the categories. Everybody knows that the, the award is going to go to an outstanding player, you know, that plays the game. But what we've done is created a, a business model, if you will, that allows us to break the, the world up in the seven or the country or a community into seven institutions. And those primary institutions are healthy in every thriving culture. You've got government, you got education, you got family, you got religion, you got business and so forth. So there's seven primary institutions and we're going to take the leadership aspect of Lombardi's brand and appropriate that and honor people who achieve success in those areas. So we can have a junior Lombardi award where we can go in and it's not about football so much. People that win that award won't have anything to do necessarily or care about football. It's really about excellence and leadership. 
and understanding that um, nothing significant happens without it. So some of those folks that won't get awarded, kind of like the Oscars, you won't see them necessarily on TV, but we'll be able to use bumpers and teasers and breaks. Earlier tonight, Joe Spivis won the award for mm. whatever. And so we'll be able to do that and appropriate that uh, in a very powerful way. But imagine this going taking place on a on a smaller community level in every community go. that we go in, the Junior Lombardi. So every city can have its own show. How many, uh, if people want to find out about it, is is there a place they can go about what you guys are doing? Yeah, you can go to Lombardi.tv. I mean, that's one of the ways you can do it. But I, I would just encourage people right now to sit tight and wait and, and, wait and watch what happens awesome. this year. And then when the Super Bowl is in Houston, that's our big year for launching this kind of new direction that we're headed in. You know, you and I have been talking about the youth of this nation, about the next generation about the importance of saving this next generation, yeah. making sure that they have what they need uh, to prepare for life. And, yeah. you know, you and I are big on life skills. We're big on teaching kids character and about how important that is in every aspect of their life. You know, a lot of kids out there uh, struggle. Yeah. They struggle with self-image. They struggle with hope. We're living in a very different world today yeah. that's dangerous. Mm-hmm. Um, we never had to face what these kids face in terms of waking up thinking, this you know, I, this could be my last day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's just a danger. You know, we were invincible. These kids are not. That's right. How do you think that's impacted kids today? Well, it's huge. I mean, you see suicide rates going up, and here we are sitting in the most wealthy nation in the world. And why that happens is there is no cognitive awareness of globalization and its real impact. When you and I were growing up, there was about 290 million people in the world. Today, there's about 7 billion. And when I say the world, in, in the United States of America, there was 290. There's about 320 million now. But globally, because of globalization, you've got people in Bangalore, India, and China who can collaborate and compete for opportunities they couldn't even think about just 15, 20 years ago. The implications of that are profound. Now those people can enter the workforce and compete from the far reaches of the world at a high level. And that means that you're not competing against eight or ten people that would show up in training camp for the running back position. It's 5,000 people. So now I better have a plan A, plan B, C, D, and E, F, and G. Uh, because the chances of me failing, failing is going to be likely, not a possibility. It's going to be likely. And the chance of me failing more often and frequently is going to be heightened as well. So what do we need in response? We need to have resiliency and capacity to come back from setbacks. That's more significant. And res- in fact, a recent Har- Harvard study indicated that, re- that capacity and resiliency is more reliable predictor of whether a person will succeed in life even more so than academic success. Spencer Tillman, Brain Imaging Diagnostic Technology. We're talking about this, about concussions, about a, ser- a, a scan, that an MRI, a CT mm-hmm. scan. Tell us about why that's important and what we need to do. Yes, Seroscan is a very, very significant technology, and you can go to Seroscan.com, C-E-R-E-S-C-A-N.com, and learn more about it. But what it is, it's taking the whole concussion subject and putting a three-dimensional aspect to it. Imagine this. If you're a quarterback, which you know something about, uh, you go to the line of scrimmage. Your job is to try to discern where the threats are. And once you figure out where those threats are, you're going to call a play or a series of plays to give you the best chance to succeed against those threats, and then you're going to execute the play. We've not been able to do that with concussions because it's only afterwards. Probably the most recent example was this morning. Ken Sabres, stage three CT, we, we learned about it, but that was only after he passed away, right? So that technology didn't exist to be able to, in real time, look at the blood flow in the brain, and then the doctor can discern where the problem is occurring in what region of the brain, and then give you a proper diagnosis, which leads to proper, more targeted treatment. 
That's the advantage of Seroscan. It's three-dimensional. It gives a visual picture of where the blood flow is at what level and what capacity, and that's that's so significant. So, again, Seroscan.com, C-E-R-E-S-C-A-N.com. You can learn all about it, and it's a, it's a very powerful concept. It's a life-changing technology. Spencer, appreciate it as always. God bless you, my friend. We'll see you soon. Bless you as well. You're listening to a best-of edition of Sold Out Sports Talk with Roman Gabriel III. Welcome back to Sold Out Sports Talk on AFR Talk. We're glad to have you at Super Bowl Forty Nine. We have had a great week right here on Media Row. And, you know, I'm a little bit different than everybody. I talk to football players all the time, but um, when you get a chance to talk to a talented actor or somebody who's a musician that sees the world in a little different way, I love to have them. And this guy here, he's done it all, the commission bad guy, good guy, but whatever he plays, he's just intriguing to watch. Uh, Michael Chiklis joining us on Sold Out. How you doing, man? I'm great, Roman. Thanks for having me. Hey, uh, awesome to have you. And, and what is this? How many times you've been down to Super Bowl? Is this been uh, a while? I think been this a... is my 10th Super Bowl. Is that right? I, yeah, I, I love the Super Bowl. I just love this event. I love this this sport. I was the captain of my football team in high school. Cool. I, I love the game. Uh, I'm a student of the, of the game, and I particularly love my New England Patriots. So this is the fifth. I didn't go to one of the the, the losses right. against the Giants, which I'm kind of glad I missed that. Uh, but, Both uh, great games, though. Yeah. I mean, really, uh, Tom Brady was talking about this. We were covering their press conferences on Tuesday and Wednesday, and one thing he always says is it's just heartbreaking to, to work hard, to play that hard, and to come down to, you know, it wasn't him. I mean, both those games, they were leading. He took them down for touchdowns late, yeah. and it was a Eli Manning doing the miraculous both times. And, yeah. you know, yeah. how, do you, how can you feel bad when you get beat that way? But, I mean. You don't. When you leave it all on the field, it's exactly. a cliche, but it's true. If you leave it all on the field, you can hold your head up and not and not feel bad. Okay, so you're a Boston sports guy or I just am. the Patriots? No, okay, so you're a Boston, Bruin guy, Boston, a yeah. Celtics guy. That's right. All right, I like it. Red See, Sox. you and I would have been going after because I grew up in L.A., man. So it was like oh, the Larry yeah. Bird magic. We were doing oh, the Lakers-Boston. I, I when I did the first Fantastic Four movie, I did an a NBA tie-in commercial for the Fantastic Four with, with Magic Johnson. Yeah. And I, you know, as soon as I walked in the gym, I started spitting expletives at him. And he goes like, oh, that's right, you're a Boston guy. And he was laughing because, you know, he got it. I was they like, had a great relationship, though, oh, you know? Great. He was so great and so funny and personal. I was like, Magic, I, everybody thinks like I have a, a rough voice because I, I like smoked or something. It was from screaming at you. <laughs> hey, <laughs> let, me, let me tell you, growing up in L.A., I was, a, you know, obviously a Rams fan, obviously, a, you know, sure. a, a Laker fan, a Dodger fan. Right. But uh, the Boston um, – There'll never be a, a rivalry like that again. I mean, it's like Duke and Carolina. I mean, it's one yeah. of those things that doesn't it's matter like who it is. Red Sox and the Yankees. Exactly. It's that kind of it's rivalry. It's one of the great rivalries of all time. And, um, yeah. you know, basketball just isn't the same since then. That was just the golden age of basketball, I, you know? I can't disagree with you. It's true. It was, it was a golden age, you know? Yeah. Well, Michael, what do you got going right now, man? I mean, Well, listen, I just wrapped on American Horror Story, and that was a completely insane uh, uh, experience in my life. I spent six months down in New Orleans uh, shooting. So tell me is, about it. What's going well, on? Well, that's with an that? FX show, uh -huh. uh, you know, and it it stars Jessica Lang and Kathy Bates and Angela Bassett, uh, Sarah Polson, all these Academy Award winning women. They're amazing. Yeah. And really, the only guy in the show that's Evan Peters, I guess, and and uh, um, it's a horror story, so it's very dark. It's very creepy, and I had never done anything like that before. Oh, so this was kind of a new thing. For totally you. new experience for me, and they had. So, what's me, your character? Oh, I played. It was pitched to me like this: You're going to play. It's a freak show. 
that takes place in a freak show in the 50s. And you're going to play this, a strong man who has, is very weak of character. It's <laughs> the way it was pitched to me, yeah. So we're and, talking like circus. Yeah, well, uh, freak show. Uh, so oddities. Yeah. Like two-headed, yeah. the two-headed Siamese twins. And, uh, you know, just, the, uh, you know, the, 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 the lobster boy who's got claws for yeah. hands. And, you know, it's just so disturbing, really. And, and it was the first time I did something where I actually have trouble. Wa- I, I can't watch that show, like, right before I go to bed. I have to watch it. And have plenty of time. To so like this is one of those. Comedy. My wife does that. We uh, we watch Twenty Four together sometimes, and I like that show. Yeah, I just great like show. action. Yeah, and uh, she, but she says I can't watch this before we go to bed because it's I'll have to I'll good. have to turn on a comedy or I have to, to take a blow because I get too hyped up. Right. Right. You know, well, so I know what you're talking it about. It gets too disturbing. You know, it gets to the point where I have to change the subject and put on like an old rerun of Seinfeld or something to. You know, See, now, I'm up. a Fantastic Four guy. I loved your Fantastic Thank Four movies. So when much. I grew up, I had the comic book. Same, me too. Um, and, and that was a big deal. And I watched the cartoon on Saturday morning. Yeah, so me too. How old are you? I'm 51. Okay, we're close. I'm 54, so we grew up about the same yeah, time. Like but my older brother's age. To me, Fantastic Four was the coolest cartoon on you know on, on Saturday so mornings. Cool. Yeah, absolutely. I, mean, I just loved the whole premise of it. I ate so cereal I, and watched it. I assume when you got <laughs> asked to do that, you were pretty pumped. Out of my mind. Because, you know, I, got, I discovered it when I was 10 years old. I was walking down uh, the Weir's Beach in uh, Lake Winne- at Lake Winnipesaukee in New Hampshire. We had a boat there, a little speedboat, and we used to stop at the Weir's because they had arcades. And I was walking by it, and I saw, I, I didn't know what I was looking at. It was a comic book, and it was one of the first original Fantastic Fours. And I bought it right there, and then and I became a huge Marvel fan from that day yeah, forward. Yeah, yeah, me too. And I particularly loved the thing. Yeah, I loved the thing. He was so different than yeah, any other superhero, he was, and he had like and a, he was funny. a story. Yeah, he had a story. He was heroic. He was an astronaut, and I loved astronauts too. That was a big tie-in for me. Well, you know, I've always been interested. Uh, wanted to ask. I want to ask you something I've always thought about about actors. Uh, my dad was fortunate when he played for the Rams to be in the undefeated with John Wayne, yeah. and it was one of the greatest experiences of his yeah, life. And he sure. and, and he, he kind of equated it to football, where you you work, you know, in the off season, you get in shape and you get your craft in order, whatever yeah. it is you have a strength for, and then you work in practice for sixty hours a week, preparing for something that you know that's not going to maybe go exactly like you think it is, but in a two-hour period, you're going to be judged on your ability to take what you've learned and what you've done for the last five days and in a pressure situation in front of a big audience turn it on that's right tell me how acting and sports work you were in sports in terms of those two things well there's many sports analogies i make with regard to my craft uh not the least of which is um teamwork uh we're like a mobile army unit on it whether it's a film set or a television uh crew we're 130 to 150 people who move into a space, occupy it, do what we're trained to do, and get out. And we're almost like a like a SEAL team in that way. We come in like the Marines, do our thing, and get out. You know. So, so there's the, a pressure, uh, that time yes, pressure to say, yes. now now I'm on, now it's time to get it on. Yes, because this budget, you have to get the, the job done in a, a specific allotted period of time. Every location you go to costs money. Time is money. You know, you're all ever mindful. And you're dependent on your teammates. That's right. And everybody, it's all hands on deck. Everybody has to pull their own weight. And it becomes very evident who the weak links 
in the chain are very, very quickly, just like in any great football team. And would the script be like a game plan in football where you you, yes. you write up what yes. you're going to do That's and your then blueprint. you execute? That's your blueprint, and then you execute. Exactly So right. that person that writes that game plan like an offensive quarter better do his job, right? Yeah. As a matter of fact, we always say it starts on the page. And the better that game plan is, the more chance for success we have. And then we just actually have to fail at it and not execute. So when there's a great game plan, I love that we're making sports analogies. I love it. But it's true. It's so true. You know, a great script that starts there. Then we take that and we execute. And by the way, you know, people don't realize this. It's just as important in post-production. An editor can ruin a movie. Right, right. Uh, the, the score can ruin a movie. A movie can be great. And then they put this cheese whizzy score on it. The guy who writes the music. To well, it. and it's the same as this $30 billion business. You better have the fans and you better know how to mobilize them. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Which you guys have to do. The movie could be great, but you got to get the people out. That's right. That's right. So it's it's this huge behemoth uh, uh, team effort that goes on. And listen, I've been on shows. Put it this way. What would you rather be? Would you rather be the star of a lousy show or a supporting player, a supporting lead in a championship right. team? Michael Chiklis with us, actor, and I tell you, uh, Fantastic Four, The Commission. Is it American Horror Story? American Horror Story. American Horror Story that you're starting on Fox when? FX. It's uh, actually, the, I think the, the last one's already over with. Okay, so yeah. you got, are you guys so, going to get picked up for season Oh, yeah, they're already picked up. Oh, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fantastic. So That's all... another one. you got to get picked up, baby. You're a free agent out there looking <laughs> for another That's job, right? That's exactly right. right. Well, See, that's what happens. Well, you know, you know free agency. you obviously love sports. You're, you're, you're here for the game, right? You're going to yeah, be here? of course. Okay, so you, so why I'm here. Tom Brady. Tom Brady's a friend Let's of talk about Tom. Six Super Bowl. Um, Amazing. I think he wouldn't say this, but I've covered every one of his Super Bowls, and he could easily be 5-0. and oh, uh, yeah. Easily. But when you I come think. in at his part of his career at 37, which for quarterbacks is starting to go down the downhill side, yep. you may not get another opportunity. I think, I think he's feeling – a little bit of it might be good pressure because you want to win this one. You tie Joe Montana. Yeah, you go into that know next. If he's ever going to go back exactly. And if you lose another one, all people think about is you lost three in a row. You know what I mean? Well, but that's some people. Well, will for think me, that. I'm not going to. As a football guy, he's a great exactly. one of the great quarterbacks of all time. I think anybody who's a real football guy is not going to think that. But you know, it's like the people with this whole deflate game. If it if it's a solve on your broken heart. Uh, that if we beat you, if it acts as a sob to make you feel right. better, to cry and say, with your cheaters, well then, that's fine. But for really, really, when it comes down to brass tacks, this is two great teams that are going to, one's going to have to beat the other. And it's going to be a battle. It's going to be a war. Absolutely. You know, what I love about this game is coming from a quarterback's perspective, is you got two guys that love the pressure. Two guys yeah, that love the ball in their hands the last time. They were ice yeah. cold veins. Yeah. Two guys that, that hate to lose. Two guys that have a lot of character and, and are leaders and are your optimum quarterback yeah. if you want to play for somebody. Yeah. I love a game where you got two guys, and I think it's going to come down to the guy who has the ball last. Um, you got two really good defenses here. Yeah. Uh, I'm the only one, I think I'm the only one who's calling for a high scoring game. You think so? Uh, everyone, the, I know the common wisdom is it's going to be a low-scoring game because of these great defenses. I think it's going to bust open in the second half. Well, I think there's so much buildup 
that they're going to come at each other and smash into each other, and then things are going to get a little I'll agree sloppy with and you wide if open this in the happens. second half. If this happens, if Green Bay has scored a touchdown instead of two field, goal, field goals early in the championship Green game, Bay? the Packers, yeah. if they had scored against Seattle, if they had scored oh, two oh, touchdowns okay. early instead of two field goals, but the problem with Seattle is if you don't score touchdowns, it gets really difficult. And if they can score some early points, get on the board. I know Brady said a couple days ago, he said, we're, we're playing a great defense. It's going to be hard to move the ball, so it's going to put a real premium on when we're in the scoring zone, we got to score touchdowns. Yeah, right. I agree. I agree with that. Uh, I, I, but to me, it's more of a... Of a of a momentum shift it's you know, oftentimes in these big games the two teams will get so keyed up that they'll get real chippy early on uh, and i wouldn't doubt that there'd be some brawls in this game oh they got two teams uh, they got two very physical built teams up, they're very physical i could see them being incredibly physical in the first half and really wearing themselves out uh, early on and that's why that's when a game opens up and the score starts to go up Michael Chiklis, American Horror Story. Look for it on FX. It's going to be pulled for a second season. They're getting ready to roll. Fifth season. F fifth season now? Yeah. I haven't seen it. I need to watch this. <laughs> My second season. I haven't seen yeah, it. Yeah, it's great. But you've been on two seasons. Yeah, no, uh, I've been on one. Okay, so you, this is your second one. Are you filming now? Are you getting ready to? Or? Well, actually, I, I, I don't know if I'm back for sure. We'll see. Oh, we got to bring you back. What's up with that? I'm, I, I'm a free agent again. <laughs> Michael Chiklis right here on Sold Out Sports Show. Michael, God bless you. Appreciate you, man. Thanks and for coming you. by. Thanks, I really, man. really so do. Pleasure, Roman. Thanks. When we come back, more on Sold Out Sports Talk on AFR Talk. You've been listening to Sold Out Sports Talk with Roman Gabriel III. Our podcasts are available at AFR.net. You can follow Roman on his official website, soldouttv.com, and on Facebook at Roman Gabriel III. We'll catch you next time on Sold Out Sports Talk your source for faith, family, and sports.